This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. The Pixel 5a is Google's latest attempt to bring an affordable smartphone with the pure Android experience. Too bad it'll be hard to find. I'm Roger Chang. This is your Daily Charge. With me to talk about the Pixel 5a is CNET editor Eli Blumenthal, who's had a chance to play with the device. Welcome, Eli. Thanks for having me back. So very quickly, what are your first impressions of the new phone? It is a very nice Pixel, especially for that $449 price. It's a little bit cheaper, actually, than last year's Pixel 4a 5G, uh, which is always a good thing. Can't really complain when the price goes down. Uh, it's spec-wise not anything radical like the upcoming Pixel 6. It's running the same Qualcomm 765G processor that last year's Pixels had. It's not running this new Google Tensor chip, but the performance is still pretty snappy. I've had no real issues, whether it was gaming or scrolling or watching YouTube. Everything seemed to work really well, and Android seems to run pretty much as Google intended, which, again, is always a good thing. Yes, and not surprising given Google makes Android. Uh, you talked about the 449 price point. Uh, how much was the last year's model, just for some reference to our listeners? And when is this thing actually available? I believe last year's uh, Pixel 4a was 499 so it's about a $50 drop in price this year. And it comes out August 26th. Great. And unfortunately, this is not the easiest phone to buy, right? Can you talk a little bit about where it's available and then more importantly, where it's not? Sure. Uh, so the where is the Google Store in the US and Google Fi. It's not being sold at carrier stores like AT&T, Verizon, or T-Mobile. It's not being sold at other retailers, to the best of my knowledge, like Best Buy or B&H. Uh, I don't know if Google sells any of their phones on Amazon in general, but you can really only get in those two locations in the US. And the only other country where Google is selling this phone is Japan, which is interesting. And a result, they, they've told some reporters last week, of the chip shortage. They, they couldn't get as many chips for this as they wanted, so they focused on these two markets and specifically in the US, these particular distribution channels. Do you think that's going to hurt sales or, or does it even matter? I guess I know there are a lot of companies who have been laying the, the blame on on supply on, on these chip shortages, which is, which is a very legit problem right now. Um, that said, you know, these other handset makers have tons of phones coming out into different markets. Is it a little strange that it's just it's just these two markets and here in the US you can't even get it at a, a carrier store, which is where most Americans still buy their phones is through a carrier. Um, you know, you kind of have to do a little bit of homework and jump through a few more hoops to to get this phone. It will be interesting to see how this plays out. To your point, people buying phones in the US are generally doing so through a carrier. Uh, Google has been trying to change that. They have been advertising pretty heavily. Uh, I saw an ad as recently as last night on the Pixel 4a with 5G, which hasn't been available in stock for a while. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see with this cheaper price if Google really doubles down on some of its advertising efforts and really tries to build its phone brand, the Google phone ideal. 
the fact that they have this big Pixel 6 upgrade, which has that radical new processor that they designed in-house, has a completely new design. This design is a little bit older. It's the same design as the Pixel 5. It's really not too far off from the Pixel 4. So if we're going back a couple of years, it's pretty in line with, with that philosophy. Um, whether that can appeal to consumers now will be an interesting question. Yeah, definitely. The uh, There are a number of phones in this, what I call like mid-tier level, right? You've got companies like OnePlus, Motorola, and even Samsung with its A-series. What, what about the Pixel 5a stands out? It's that Google experience. It's the fact that you have Google software running as Google intended. That's a lot of sync of Google, but it, it really is that level of uh, features. So you have pixel exclusive features like a uh, car crash detection or a recorder that transcribes audio, uh, camera features like night sight and the ability to use a lot of Google's really impressive uh, photography features like night sight. So all of that adds up to a really solid Google experience and that's appealing to people. The fact that you don't have to worry about bloatware, the fact that you don't have to worry about is your phone going to get a software update? Google is committing to three years of software updates, of major software updates, plus they do these regular pixel feature drops where they'll just add some new features here and there. And that commitment, that level of support is appreciated. And Google Pixel phones generally get Android updates, the big Android updates, if not immediately, then pretty soon after they're available. So that lack of weight, the fact that you are going to have the latest version of Android it is a nice feature for a number of people who use Pixel. Got it. And you talked about the camera, and obviously that's a big deal when folks are looking to buy a new phone. Uh, what, can you tell me a little bit more about the camera and, and maybe how it stacks up with you know prior Pixel models? It's the same camera as last year's Pixel 4a, or 4a 5G, rather. Um, so 12.2 megapixel, a dual-pixel rear main shooter, 16 megapixel ultra-wide on the back. On the front, there's an 8 megapixel front camera. It, I've been taking some shots with it. It's pretty solid. It's not perfect. It's not the most high-end camera you could find today. It's already a, a couple of year old sensor and technology, but it takes certainly fine shots um, and pretty excellent shots for the price. Again, in my limited use, I've only had the phone for a few days. Right, right. And, and I know you've you spent some time with some of these other sort of mid-tier phones. I'm curious... You know, Google experience aside, like how how some of the sort of the core features, whether it's battery life, whether it's camera quality, how those stack up against some of these other mid-tier phones. Um, I haven't there. I haven't used a lot of those mid-tier phones this year. I've used a couple, like the OnePlus Nord series. Right now, it, it definitely seems that the Pixel is playing on a little bit of a higher end as far as like camera quality because it is using that same technology that Google's pretty much perfected at this point with this hardware. They, they really know what they're doing there, but it's not really taking any, it, it's not really pushing any boundaries as far as what it can do. You're not getting a lot of whiz-bang features, you're not getting wireless charging, for example. That's that's already becoming a pretty standard feature. That's not present here. Um, but it is something that I think checks a lot of boxes. So it's water resistant now. That's a new feature for the Pixel 5a. IP67 water resistance, which is 
water and dust resistance, I should say. So that adds another layer of durability, which is always appreciated. Phones, phones are used everywhere. It's, it's always nice when they don't break as easily. Uh, the headphone jack is still present and Google still includes a charger in the box. The latter two things, even on some mid-range phones, we're starting to see companies move away from removing the headphone jack, removing a wall charger. So as far as stacking up with those, it, it does have a number of, of things going for it. But the biggest, the biggest selling point for the Pixel 5a is still the fact that it's a Pixel and the fact that it is running the latest version of Android from Google and that it has Android running exactly how Google likes it to run. Right. And lastly, you know, there were rumors early on that Google was going to scrap the A line. Uh, and, and obviously, Google dispelled that, and it's clearly not true since they are selling this new phone. But that said, it's only available in Japan and the US. It's limited distribution here in the US. Sales were already kind of iffy for Pixel phones in general. What do you think happens with the Pixel line? Do you think that the Pixel A line goes away? That's a great question. It's hard to say right now. I mean, the fact that Google just dropped this as a surprise when they just did this big flashy teaser reveal sort of event for the Pixel 6 a couple of weeks ago, I, I feel like there, there's something that should be read into on that as far as how they view this. Um, the fact that Google, one of the biggest companies in the world, couldn't secure enough chips for this phone to have wide distribution is interesting. The fact that on the 5G side, uh, this phone supports a big upcoming 5G improvement for the US known as C-Band, and Google won't commit to supporting the software to enable it, even though the physical hardware is there, says something about how it views this phone in, in my mind. That said, if the response from consumers is strong, I don't see any reason why Google wouldn't want to have a more affordable Pixel uh, for uh, more budget-focused consumers, and then have the Pixel 6 or, or the high-end Pixel line for those looking to have something that rivals the latest iPhone or the latest Galaxy. Got it. Well, Eli, thanks for your time. Look forward to your additional thoughts on this device. You can check out his story on CNET.com. If you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter at The Daily Charge, or sign up for direct text messages from me by heading to CNET.co slash Daily Charge. And if you liked what you heard, please rate and subscribe to the podcast. It really helps us out. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening.